everybody, welcome back to Player to Player, our weekly gaming talk show here at Nerd Northerners, where we talk about the gaming news that you don't want to miss. I'm joined by my fellow co-hosts here, of course, weekly. I've got uh, Wes with me. How's it going, Wes? Good. How's it going? Pretty good. And Bell too. Hello. Great to see you both tonight. Of course, we're missing one of us. Uh, Danny is not with us right now. He will be joining us in just a little bit this evening. And once he dies, we're uh, excited to have him part of us. But until then, we're going to be diving into the gaming news again. There's been somewhat this week of uh, decent news. We're going to be going a little bit into last week, covering a few topics that we didn't get there. But without any further ado, are you two ready? Ready, ready. Let's do this. So first up, we got a big one here. Uh, Bethesda is being sued for $100 million after allegedly uh, intentionally sabotaging the game Rune 2 in order to protect, obviously, one of their flagship uh, titles, which is The Elder Scrolls. Now, this goes on basically to say that a company by the name of Human Head Studios was more or less forcibly shut down through various means by Bethesda before they ended up buying them, and then they stopped. Say they bought them. Yeah, and that yeah, they, they they shrunk them down first, and then they bought them, and then after they bought them, they canceled the project altogether on Rune Two. Now, Ragnarok was uh, the publisher of that originally, and they're believing that all of this was really because of. Uh, Bethesda fearing that it was going to have a seriously damaging effect on their Elder Scrolls series. So, Wes, I'm going to go with you first here because I, I find this very interesting from a, a kind of developer's point of view. Obviously, this isn't the first time where you know a major developer has potentially sabotaged someone else underneath them from taking them out from underneath their feet. Um, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, it's it's always like a, a weird thing when I hear about like the the idea of them being sabotaged. Um, and I, I've seen other developers make this claim before. Um, uh, who was it a few years ago? Um, Silicon Knights had accused Epic of doing that um, based on their Unreal Engine. And uh, as far as I remember, um, they lost that case and ultimately shut down themselves. Um, so, I mean, this isn't something like unprecedented, but if you're going to go with that sort of sort of claim, you've really got to have your, your stuff together to back that up. Like that's, that's not a, a claim that you throw around lightly. Um, and it's, it's interesting because human head actually had like, they, they turned heads when they were working on that prey to or prey sequel, mm -hmm. uh, the one that got canceled that turned a lot of heads and got a lot of people excited about prey. And then that became something completely different. And, uh, they kind of never really recovered from that though. No, it, it, like they, they made the quiet man. Uh, was it last year or the year before? I don't know if you guys remember that, that game, it was a God awful piece of crap. Can't say I do uh, now. That was super, actually kind of super offensive to, to different people. <laughs> Uh, it was it was shown at E3. It was um, it was kind of the idea of like you're going to play as a deaf person and you're really going to sort of try to like you're really going to understand what it's like for for someone who's deaf. But it ended up being this weird supernatural thing that hmm. ultimately is kind of offensive to people who are deaf. Wow. And then they ended up putting out DLC that just it, the the original release just all of the voices were completely silent. You couldn't hear anybody. And then they're like, don't worry, there's a DLC that we're going to release with all of the voices. And I'm like, wait a minute. Fishy. What? That doesn't... What are you doing? It, yeah, it's super, super weird sort of thing. So I I don't know. I don't know on this one. It seems like sort of the, the last grasp of a studio that went under. Yeah, I mean, the complaint also mentions uh, PR troubles uh, caused by this alleged sabotage. Because after Rune 2 came out, even though it had some fairly positive uh, feedback and reviews. You know, they say that the next day Ragnarok faced critic or, or faced questions and had headlines about the heads, uh, the human heads departure and the future of Rune Two. So it's so I, you know I, I I'm believing that in the end of myself. This is a bit of hogwash. What about you, Bell? Too like what are you feeling on all this? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a big accusation. So like I don't know. I I don't. F follow a lot of what the politics are here 
but like to be uh coming at them with like a big lawsuit like that that's that's pretty massive they must i feel like they must have something behind them like to be able to throw something like that out like i'm intrigued to see where this goes and see if it's actually like if it's got any merit to it mm -hmm. um but that's wild just... <laughs> that's a lot of money to just be coming after them for i mean like was this filed before mike the the announcement that microsoft did had purchased them uh this was filed uh after oh, okay okay so there was uh, I, I, i'm trying to figure out if they thought maybe that, that bethesda might settle if they don't have anything to back it up yeah but, <clears throat> the announcement of, oh actually no we're bought by microsoft now now they've got this this bigger money backing yeah oh we'll go and and you know what else it could be is just a simple you know it's in the news it's hot it's current hey we've got something that can get our name thrown out there um you know it could be as devious as that and it also at the same time could be bethesda at fault uh you know it says here as well that um apparently once human head was uh studios uh after they went out of business and not pretty much after they were dissolved by bethesda that the next day uh, they were uh, absorbed and reopened as roundhouse studios sorry the same day so it's one of those things like there, there's it, it sounds like really fishy like what i when i heard that they had basically like defunded the project and like whittled down human head to such a small company and, and then absorbed it turned it around and made another company the next day it kind of made me uh, you know have some credence towards maybe this accusation having merit because i move like that you don't just you don't just do out of the blue you don't just go and absorb a company that was working on another project and then like a, a competitor's project it's just fishy just kind of fishy yeah yeah Probably and I mean, Bethesda. Oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hopefully we find out more, and uh, but we'll leave that for you guys at home to stew at your thoughts on. We're gonna move on ourselves. Uh, so obviously, the gaming industry has had some problems with uh, harassment in the industry, and one of those harassments is obviously uh, you know female employees and female personalities. Um, Xbox Brazil uh, has had a host leave their network or they were fired um apparently unrelated to the fact that she was getting death threats uh now her name is isadora Basile. uh she had announced on her instagram that she was receiving death threats from people after having just signed on the job in the beginning of september and you know pretty much people calling her oh you're not a gamer you're fake you're this and i mean like it's just we see a lot of this happen with Star Wars stars and others who just it's just a mountain all of a sudden comes on them and it's just toxicity toxicity poured over. But I mean, for this to somehow not be related to or Microsoft saying it's not related to these harassments, I find difficult to believe because uh, on her own Twitter account, uh, her the, she has a statement and kind of reads as a following. Or it does read as a following. Sorry. At the beginning of September, when I announced my new job at Xbox Brazil, I suffered harassment of all kinds, from people saying that I didn't play X or Y, and that I wasn't worthy of my job, to rape, death threats, and aggression for exposing tense situations. Thanks to the help of my family, boyfriend, and friends, I learned well on how to deal with this, but that doesn't mean it wasn't happening anymore. Due to all these harassments, Microsoft decided it was best to sever ties with me as a host, so I wouldn't be more exposed to situations like these that happened. I expect a decision by Microsoft. My love for Xbox and Microsoft made strong as it always has been. Thank you. So, like, she says there that it does have to do with the death threats, but then Microsoft says that it doesn't. Um, I'm going to throw this one to you first, Bella, too. Uh, what do you make of you know this kind of harassment in the, in the industry and, and uh, you know, what it that does? Sick. That totally makes me sick. Like, this... The fact that people are coming after her and saying that she because she doesn't play x y and z that she's not worthy that's just go fuck yourself like who are you to judge what somebody is worthy of uh like she's worked her way she's made her way up there she is more than worthy and deserving of that the fact that microsoft is gonna say that they are it's not because of this just just own up to it like this is toxic and they're not making it any better. Like they're just putting the word, like they're just adding to the stigma. They need to own up to it and say, this is why this is happening. 
doesn't make it better and that she shouldn't be losing this. I hope that she gains some kind of like position somewhere else yeah. and continues on and like doesn't just let this stop her because this is bullshit. The fact women this pisses me off. Women deal with a lot of shit and we're not allowed to talk about it and we're supposed to just swallow it and just accept it and move forward and not say anything, not say boo and just smile and move on. I hope she burns them down. Yeah. Yeah, she seems to have some sort of still relationship with them. I don't know if that's kind of maybe she'll move on within the company, but I 100% agree there. Yeah, I 100%. Like anyway, sorry. No, no worries. I 100% agree with you there. Where like I feel, I feel like Microsoft, like this is, it just kind of feels like they stepped up to the plate and they had such a chance to to make a statement on this. And I don't know. It just it, it, it seems like respect from women in the industry yeah and like they're gonna i feel like they're gonna lose a lot of people this way and like especially where we are right now with what's going on in the world and like the whole meet movement like they're making the wrong decision yeah and it, i will say that they are making the wrong decision here yeah it, it doesn't make any sense i mean wes what are your thoughts on this i i mean i i basically echo what 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 bella said i i i i feel microsoft should have gone to bat for um it, this was their job to to sort of say no fuck you guys she is deserving of this role she is going to do this role whether you fucking like it or not and if you don't like it go fuck yourself go go somewhere else no one fucking cares no one's gonna miss you mm -hmm. you know like this this bullshit gatekeeping that we fucking get uh like no one has ever asked me like oh have you played this game have you played this game have you done this? What about this boss? Have you beaten Dark Souls? No one, no one fucking asks me. Yeah, that. I tell them I play video games. They just fucking believe me. Yeah, it's double standard, and it's that's, that's it. That's... That absolutely is. I mean, even in my store, it's uh, you know the the girl I work with during the day. She's like amazing. She knows more than I do in a lot of areas, and you know, and when it comes to people walking in the store, they, they kind of beeline right around the counter for me. And I go, no, she'll help you down there. <laughs> she'll get you. She, she can do it. She can do it. You know, she's more than capable of it. She's again, she, she's better than me in a lot of ways in it. And it's just, you know, there, there is that, Oh, you know, I don't know if you play games and apparently this isn't even the first time that they've had these kind of difficulties. Um, there were two other previous, uh, or sorry, uh, one other previous host. Uh, her name was Mariana Ares, uh, who also uh, had received harassment. And a lot of this comes down to a Brazilian YouTube channel by the name of Xbox Mill Grow, by which it seems as though as of earlier this year, um, or for, uh, yeah, fi they finally severed ties with them earlier this year, and they were known for spreading very sexist and racist words. Um, while still receiving marketing products from Xbox, so kind of being like a sponsor, not a sponsor, but Microsoft almost in a way sponsoring them and helping them promote their channel while also being a very toxic place. So the tie has been severed. I don't know if we'll be seeing many changes down there uh, out of Xbox Brazil. Um, but it's, yeah, I think we're all on the same page with this, is that this kind of harassment needs to go away. This, this is 2020. There's no reason that you know, like this woman, and as you said there, Bell too as well. Like she now has to kind of go above and beyond. Like she, you know, like, like, she she, like to prove herself. Like, yeah, I, like no, no, yeah. no, no, no man no. has to do that. So why should a female have to do that? No, right. This, this really fires me up. So I will um come back. I could probably go off about this for another like 30, 40 minutes, but <laughs> 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 we'll, not, we'll not let right? that fire go. But it's just like this. That angers me. Like I, yeah, it, it, it does. It, it's too much bullshit. Just because, oh, we we look, we're we're a female, so uh, you're not a real gamer. You don't know. You're not there. And you know what? What is a real gamer? Yeah, but but it, you know, it's it, it's just it's it's so sad for you know just almost humanity in a sense where it's like she made such progress and. You know, and now it's not even it's not, it's not even that she did a bad job. It's like like that's not even a part of the question at all. It's like other people out there are like death threats and like like rape threats and like like that's just yeah. We you need to do better. That happens in this world just still boggles my mind. Like, it does, yeah, my, mine too. Are, who do you think you are that you can even say that behind a keyboard, like? Or, or in person, like in, in general, you should, none of this should still be going on in this day. And like, it, yeah. 
it's heartbreaking and devastating and like i feel for this girl i hope that somebody just offers her a freaking contract somewhere and they're like you know what come on in we want you because yeah. like you've already proven yourself you've put up with this you were and she was eloquent about it she wasn't yeah. she she's not going to be like how i would have probably reacted and like lost my shit but i i my also i'm very curious to know how fast they were to let her go after that yeah, well, I mean, she only got on right in the beginning of September, and this is within a month, month and a half that she's off. So it's like she came on. It's done a, anything? They like, has she shit. appeared on anything? Like, was yeah. she on a stream? Was she on anything? She was on. Uh, she was on one of their uh, their news shows, and uh, but yeah, like she just it, it's yeah, it, it, it's it's just sad for the industry as a whole, and when, when that kind of things happen and. Like I remember, I was in California eight years ago. Uh, went to uh, sorry, seven years ago, and I went to a party for women in gaming. And I mean, it's just like, yeah, like, like promote this. Like this is this is what we need more of. And like that was seven years ago. I thought we would have came a lot better, uh, made a lot more progress since then. I feel like we take a lot of steps forward. Like we'll take two steps forward, and then like a couple months later, four steps back. Yeah. That's unfortunate, but uh, let's move on from there. We got lots to cover tonight. Um, I'm not sure if I mentioned this last week, so I have to correct me if I did. Um, so one thing that I find interesting about Xbox's approach to the next generation is how they don't seem to be very focused on just the Xbox Series consoles being their bread and butter. Phil Spencer has even hinted at something such as a steaming uh, steaming stick, <laughs> streaming stick, <laughs> steaming stick. Uh, there's a few steaming uh, sticks I can think of out there, and I'm not. Uh... I, mean, I guess it's supposed to do that. It's called the steaming stick. <laughs> but uh, a streaming stick that basically will have Xbox Game Pass already pre-installed, something you can think along the lines of is like a Chromecast, where you plug it in your TV, and bam, you've got now Xbox or you have now access to Xbox Game Pass. You're able to play the games. Um, I think that, and I mentioned this earlier that. I felt this is where Xbox was going, where like they don't really care about that end console anymore. The the console games, I think they see it's gone. Um, I mentioned weeks ago uh, on earlier episodes that if it came down to it right now, that like you're seeing a big shift where Microsoft's going for that pure future digital. Nintendo could always still drop consoles, and I feel Sony's now in that position of like they got to play catch up. They've got the bigger base, so I think it would be easier for them to play catch-up. But you know, it, with these streaming sticks, I mean, it just opens up a whole brand new ball game to having that kind of access. And so, Wes, as a dev, um, you know, I guess, what does this mean for developers? You know, you're talking about getting your game out to as many people as possible. And if you're someone that's interested in putting your game on Game Pass as a developer, this, the idea that it's just a streaming stick? How, t- how tantalizing is that? I mean, it's definitely appealing to to be able to hit a, as big of a market as you possibly can. And if this is just something that's just like a Chromecast, you know, like a $40, $50 thing that I plug into my TV and I'm good with any kind of Bluetooth-enabled controller, like, say, an Xbox One controller, then, you know, great. You know, that, that it's definitely appealing. As mm-hmm. my, my big concern anytime we get into, like, the streaming uh conversation for for games is performance um and for you know for some games streaming uh, performance is fine like if i'm playing a more slower paced game like an assassin's creed like a, a, a strategy game that sort of thing sure um no problem uh, i don't think i'd want to play a fighting game that way uh something that's a little bit a little bit more reliant on more precision more you know frame perfect sort of inputs is is going to be a little trickier um especially if you're you're streaming that over wi-fi itself Mm -hmm. um that that becomes a a little trickier to to maintain performance um but you know they've got their xcloud technology if if that's something that can can bridge that gap and can get that kind of performance level where it feels like you're playing on a console there in your living room that's awesome that's Mm -hmm. great you know and that and that reaches that that audience that can't go out and drop you know, five hundred dollars on a on a console every few years, or or what have you. Like it's there's there's plenty of people that stick a generation behind and just kind of play games from you know the previous generation several years later. 
Well, I mean, there's thousands of games that come out every year for consoles, and it's like there's almost too many games now that come right out. Sometimes I'm putting together, you know, the new games for the week, and there's like 20 different damn titles I'm putting together. I'm like, like who 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 could buy all these games? Like, who could seriously buy all these games and play all these games? Like, there's there's not enough. There's not enough hours in the day. And uh, well, another thing I actually find interesting about this Chromecast is it kind of opens up that uh, that possibility too, where you won't need to have an Xbox in every room of your house. You know, if, if it was to integrate with or, you know, share your account, access your account, and maybe not have all the games, but, you know, if the kids are on the TV watching a movie and you've got another TV upstairs and all it takes is a $40 little device, you plug into the side of your TV and boom, you've got your Xbox account. You're right back to playing your games right where you left them. Uh, that sounds like a pretty sweet deal too, especially if you already have like that home console unit in the house. Maybe it, maybe it'll have some sort of I don't know power share connection connectivity. Belta, I know you're an absolute huge fan of the Game Pass. If they did have this, where the Chromecast could you know be that device to take to multiple uh, rooms of the house, would this be something that would interest you? All over it. <laughs> yeah, I... I'm like, <laughs> like, yeah, I would give them, I would buy that in a heartbeat. That would be fantastic. I'm like, to be able to take that from like my living room to my bedroom without having to like move my whole freaking device, I'm in. <laughs> like, right. I was saying this the other day. I was laying in bed and I was like, God, I wish I could just, I just had this already set up in here and without having to like move everything over. So if, if they want to make that that simplistic, down, so down sold right and there's already rumors of them working on something back in 2016 having a stick to basically do the same thing so it's cool to see this technology kind of resurfacing and uh uh, this idea potentially being something i'd be all over it too that's one of the things that i've disliked i almost i've almost found i'd had to go and buy multiple xboxes have one for upstairs downstairs one for the basement it's like you know what too many you know but if you could get it Think of how many less arguments you're gonna have with the, the the lovely lady or like whoever you're with. Like when they want to watch something in one room and you're like, right. oh, but I'm playing right now. No, no, simple. <laughs> Just move the no. It's fine. Easy, right. easy. <laughs> Finally enough, I learned that the uh, I learned that the hard way uh, with my uh, wife and my kids. We have four switches for that reason. Each everyone has their own switch, and uh, we all got our own games for Pokemon and Super Mario All Stars because. It's hard to share those kind of games. Those those are games you. <laughs> so I totally. I think that also like fills that like having Game Pass associated with that fills that gap really nicely too. Like yeah. that that conversation around like the Netflix for video games, and that that's just Game Pass. Yeah, you and know, then the plug and play things kind of rotate in and out, but you get like full access to these games across multiple platforms. It, it's basically the same. Like I can watch Netflix on everything in my house with a screen yeah you know it, it like that that seems to be that market that they're going after and you know we we talked a lot about the that xbox coming out next week saying like what are they doing like what yeah. what is this I, why would i want this i've got a pc like and microsoft's answer throughout this whole thing has been like yeah okay cool i know you do play it there yeah exactly <laughs> and, and, and that's it that, you know i mentioned it too it's like they haven't They've never like you know. Even though I've actually said several times, I'm don't I don't plan on buying an Xbox Series X or a Series S console at least now. You know, at least within the first year or two. I just and this is the first time because I'm always I've, I always buy the day ones, and uh, you know. But at the same time, like they have not lost me as a customer. In fact, they still have me as a customer. Right? <laughs> and, and and if and anything, honestly, like like for for me, like. The, the stuff that's been really appealing about this this Xbox right now has been and seeing a lot of people gush over the performance of the, the backwards compatible games. Yeah. I'm like, I've got all these games. Not all of them are on Game Pass, but I you know, I'm kinda interested in that system now only because like I can toss those things in and they'll run at 4K or they'll have HDR, or they'll have 120 frames per second or faster load times mm-hmm. or what have you. Like just that that performance boost and how it how well it seems to be being received by you know not not just like the 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 journalist or like you know critic community but also like the tech community like the, yeah. the digital foundries and that sort of thing so it's uh like honestly like it, it's been creeping up in my mind that like well i mean yeah i don't i'm not gonna get one at launch because I, I i had to choose one or the other but you know 
maybe in a year, like that by the mm-hmm. end of next year, maybe I will have an Xbox so that I can just have that on my TV and, and do that. So, and that's, you know, they, they really have set themselves up for that longevity. They make a console. It's backwards compatible with their very first console all the way games. And there's, you know, we talked a couple of weeks ago too, about how they stopped the, uh, conversion program where they were taking those older titles and bumping them up, but they've actually rebooted it too. Uh, for taking them up to the Xbox from from the Xbox One quality to the Xbox Series X and S, and who says that they're not going to just open the door and say, okay, we're going to add some more titles in now that we're here, um, yeah. you know, and just just keep pumping that away. I mean, it's getting better and better. That stick, if they if they end up coming out with it, is uh, I think would be a really really cool uh, piece here. Moving on though. Got uh, going to be jumping ships here and getting political. Dun, 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 dun. Election night in America tomorrow. And. Go out and vote. Go out and vote. You're in the States. Go vote. So the way that we get to people these days when it comes to uh, the election and when it comes to politics. Something happened the other week with. uh Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she had her very first Twitch stream where they played Among Us with several other prominent Twitch streamers. Uh, Pokimane was in attendance and there were other several big name players. And now this stream uh, ended up getting something like 500,000 viewers. It's one of the top 25 streams on Twitch now for record. And it was a obviously a congresswoman getting up there and addressing the people in a way that is not very um well obviously never really been done before most of the most of the congressmen and women that that are in both canadian and american politics they don't really use those younger avenues those younger media forms to reach out to us at least as much doing something like that like playing a twitch stream and talking politics it's uh it's something different belty what do do you think about this do you think this is a yeah I'm like, the amount of people that she has just, like, come at and, like, she's got more balls than most men I fucking know. And I love her. Like, I'm just like, you, girl, are freaking fire. I'm like, we need more women like her that are willing to just, like, be ruthless. You know what? Every, men are in the fucking, in politics. So, and she's yep. not even doing it in, like, the ball. She's not even, yeah. No, she's like. I, I fucking love her. I love that she was playing Among Us. When I heard that, I was like, I was streaming at the time, and I was like, I gotta go check this out. I'm sorry. Uh, like, <laughs> a second. It literally was like, give me a minute here. No, she, I, yes, just yes. Like, I bow to that queen. So what do you think of the implications that has with uh, upcoming politics and just politics? Do you think that that's something that more politicians should look towards doing, or do you think that, hey, like, gaming, stay that. out? <laughs> yeah, not that. all? They couldn't handle that. Could you imagine, like, some 70 or 80 year old guy trying to figure out how to game? Like, I know that there are. Oh, Bernie there, Sanders okay? there with the headphones on. <laughs> I'm like, I won't get too political on that by any means, but I'm just like, could you imagine? Yeah. Could you? I'm like, if they want to do it, I, I'll watch it. I'll check it out. I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll ask the questions. But like, I think she came at that with a very fresh approach and yeah. like. Very few people could handle it the way she did, and I just I freaking applaud her. Like, well, kind of queen. <laughs> it kind of goes. There's you know obviously big conversations about you know the fact that you know you're looking around in politics. There's a lot of you know there's a lot of older people now. There's not a lot of youth jumping in and doing what uh, Alexandria yeah. Alexandria does there. What about you there, Wes? How are you feeling about these kind of changes in politics? And do you think this is a, a way to approach the new younger generations? Yeah, I, I think that that at least in in sort of my following of her and that kind of thing, and and I agree with Bella. She's fucking amazing. Like that, <laughs> like, oh my god! But uh, like, just, Sorry, she like... she's very big on just kind of like engaging with young people to to get them involved in this sort of stuff. To mm-hmm. to say like, look, you've got a voice. You you, you know the 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 younger people are the largest voting group. And and they can make themselves heard. They just have to go out and do it. And they just had like you trying to break through that sort of apathy of of the the oh well it doesn't affect us or it doesn't impact us or like we don't no one listens to us anyway. Like they they have the ability, especially when it comes to elections, to make themselves heard and to to get their their voices heard. And, yeah. and 
so to do this sort of thing, I think is is just such a smart idea Absolutely. to engage them on a platform that that is is where they are anyway. You know, and and yeah, when I heard about that, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna go check this oh, out, yeah. and saw like like Ilhan Omar was playing in there, and yep. I was like, this is fucking amazing. Like just from this standpoint, and it's it felt genuine like it didn't feel patronizing it didn't feel like you're trying set to set up like, exactly you know yeah you're not steve buscemi in the halls with a skateboard saying what's up fellow kids like you're hey you know, like we're cool we're hip yeah like no, it it, it didn't you're on twitch <laughs> yeah exactly like it, yeah it just I, I think that was kind of the the best thing about it and and she's so very good at at engaging with people and and doing that and she's so incredibly intelligent and i just has that bravery that just i i want to see out of out of people you know and and it, it it's it, yeah it it just felt so so right for her to be on there and doing it it didn't feel like she was trying to placate people at all yeah and i, I agree with like she's yeah. going to do a lot <laughs> Yeah, she's oh. a wrecking ball, and we need we really do need more politicians like her who come in. And I think the thing that I like about her the most is the way that she knows how to reach out to just people in general. She she understands the game. She's she's you know she's she's in our age group. She she knows what we're thinking, and, and that's what you have to do. You have to know your audience. You have to go after you know the people where they are. Hey, she knows that people are on Twitch watching Ninja. You know, two hundred, three hundred thousand people. He knows when Critical Role goes live. There's, you know, four hundred, five hundred thousand people. It's, you know, maybe that bad, maybe like eighty thousand, nine hundred thousand. But still, there's there's hundreds of thousands of people on Twitch, and she knows, and she did it, and it obviously worked, right? And uh, yeah. I she saw a way to reach out to an audience that doesn't normally watch. Well, I'm not saying doesn't normally watch much in politics. Like I don't, I don't freaking know. But like, I feel like she was able to speak to them somewhere where it, it's not like the regular news. It's not yeah. a regular speech where people. She could just be her, not necessarily herself. Like I think she was genuinely being herself. But like, it's just a fresher way to approach it. And like, I, I like so freaking so brilliantly, brilliantly done. Like I can't applaud her enough. Yeah, it was it, it was great. I honestly think that's the way that more of this needs to go down. Reach out to your younger audiences. Reach out to the younger voters by engaging them directly where they are. They're on Twitch. They're on YouTube. They're on these platforms. They're 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 engaged with these things. Meet them there, or you're gonna lose them, and you won't have their votes. And votes are important, people. Make sure you go out and vote. We're going to take a few minutes break here, folks. Afterwards, we're going to be back with more of the gaming news of the week that you don't want to miss. So stay tuned, and we shall see you in a few minutes. Everybody, welcome back to Player to Player, the weekly gaming talk show here at Nerdy Northerners, where we discuss the weekly gaming news that you don't want to miss. And in case you joined us during the first bit, you're going to be noticing something to my left that was not there before. It's Danny! Hey guys, finally back. I'm so happy to be home. I can't tell you enough about that. So happy happy to be back, guys. Thanks. And great into the news is where we're going to dive with you, buddy. And we're going to go with the fact that Sony is aiming to buy Crunchyroll for almost $1 billion. Now, I like I my anime. I've been waiting for this, actually. I, th I think you were waiting for me to answer this question, weren't you? Uh, I may, <laughs> I, I, I may I feel it. I may have had this lined up knowing you were going to be here in the second half. So I was going to start the second half with this. Just a maybe. Just a maybe. I like it. I'm not the biggest anime fan, but Danny, I know that you like, uh, you are obviously a big fan of anime. So tell me, what would an acquisition of Sony buying Crunchyroll mean for you? And what do you think it means for the industry as a whole? Uh, honestly, uh, we're seeing a massive increase of. Uh... Uh, love for anime uh, i just read a report the other day that uh that is the biggest thing streaming on netflix as well uh anime is taking over so uh there's more outlets uh finally starting to show love for anime of course anime back in the days were uh just limited to like ytv if you're here in canada or uh, uh toonami uh, and different outlets on cable there there was not a really a big love for it compared to uh, say in the in uh, Japan and stuff. So uh, seeing this big push and Sony wanting to buy Crunchyroll, Crunchyroll is a big, huge uh, part of 
an anime lovers like streaming service right there. Uh, so that's a big thing. If Sony can actually purchase this like they want to uh, and uh, make it perfectly streamable on their PS5 system that comes out next uh, next what Thursday next Thursday. That is a big thing. Like I said, Netflix, that's the biggest thing on Netflix is anime. People are starting to wake up and starting to realize that anime is just as great as other forms of media. So I'm very excited about that. Very excited. Absolutely. I agree with you there. Sony also purchased Funimation back in 2017. So there's even yep, possible as ideas of them merging Funimation and Crunchyroll into one giant behemoth. And as you said there, uh, just... Uh, anime in general is heating up to the point that lots of people are getting involved. Um, even the just the, there's even belief that the global competition is going to be jumping for content, original content, and anime being as hot as it is. Um, Bella, too, are you a big fan of anime? You know what? I've recently really gotten into it, so I'm I'm stoked about this. Like, you're you're not wrong. Anime is taking off right now. Like, any of my friends that have kids are like, I don't know what's happening, but all they want to watch is anime. Like, <laughs> and they're like, I'm not cool enough for this. I'm like, you too can be cool. You just have to watch and listen to your children. Like, come on. <laughs> See, what but. I think it is, is that with uh, normal, uh, like, um, cartoons, now th there's a big difference between anime and cartoons. Uh, and I think that's what's happening is that the cartoons nowadays, compared to, say, uh, the days where me, Jake, and Wes grew up in, uh, those were cartoons. Nowadays, you hey. Well, I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say, you didn't grow up as long, as far back as we, depending on your age, which I won't ask because that's, that's not. See, I wanted to wait for you to say it because I find that, uh, that I could be a complete asshole. So uh, thank you for giving that. So no. you're two oh. years younger than me. So we're good. All right. So the, the all four of us, let me, let me rephrase that. So sorry, Bella. All four of us. No, that, yeah, yeah, I'm trying. All four of us uh, are basically, we know that cartoons back in the day were the shit compared to what they are now. Uh, there is no story. There's no plot in most of them. It's just crazy nonsense. That's where anime takes Ooh. over. So, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> fine. I just have to give you a hard time. Cause... <laughs> it's okay. I, I'll, I'll take it. What about you there, Wes? What are your thoughts on anime and its growth? And not only that, but what it means for Sony acquiring it. Could that be meaning any, you know, could we be seeing more anime-related games potentially coming out of this? What do you think? Uh, well, I mean, Sony does a lot of just general entertainment stuff too, right? Like, they, they have their movie division and that sort of thing. So this is not a, outside the realm of just kind of the, the regular stuff that Sony does. Um, I, 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 it, it occurred to me as, as, as Daniel sort of talking about like cartoons growing up and that sort of thing it, is there still like so outside of anime being like hand-drawn animation is there non-computer generated cartoons still airing that aren't anime not very many now because yeah. I, I honestly can't think of one everything that i see is just it's cg and that and that's fine i guess but like yeah all i grew up watching saturday morning cartoons you know like and they were actual cartoons so yeah i think that there is still there's always that that place for these more traditional style uh entertainment forms right like you know as much as like we've we've got these high fidelity graphic games we've also got these indie titles that are uh more more simple uh but also just gorgeous looking like you know they're they're not these high resolution high fidelity graphics and there's still an audience for them to 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 to, to find um and i i think the same thing applies here i i don't watch a lot of anime i have seen like some of the staples i've, I've seen the studio ghibli stuff i've seen you know akira and and ghost in the shell and I think the most recent thing I watched was High Score Girl, which I fucking loved. Um, yeah, amazing show, amazing show. It was it was incredible. I loved that show. The reason uh, I bought a Sega Saturn right there. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think there's there's just kind of like an untapped market there for that, and and when everything else is CG, it all just kind of blends in, just looks the same, and I I think this hand drawn stuff really just pops out because of it. I think so too, and. 
with video games becoming as popular as they have, I, I believe that that's playing a huge role in why anime is having a surgence because I've, I've always found the two very similar and a lot of the artistic values that each of them share uh, being very similar. Obviously, a lot of JRPG games that have come out over the last couple decades heavily feature that same similar art style. You look at your Final Fantasy series, you're looking at a few others in mind. I mean, it's right there in the forefront. And then, you know, just that, that merge, that bridge between the two of them, I find is obviously narrowing to the point that, well, it's not that now's the, now's the top. It's the top art. But uh, we're going to move on from anime, got to something that is probably going to be on the, well, of interest to at least three of us here, I know, because we have a computer and we play PC games. Because World of Warcraft Shadowlands finally has a release date. It is going to be coming out on November 23rd, and the pre-launch event featuring the Scourge returning an undead uh, is on November 10th. Oh, sorry, begins November 10th. I have to say that I am rather excited for Shadowlands. I'm a big World of Warcraft fan. I've been playing it on and off for years. The story is what gets me the most, the lore and everything. I'm not, I'll, I'll raid and I'll do that, but I'm not, I, I prefer just leveling characters, playing through the quests, the storyline and the sort. Uh, Bella, too, I know I was talking with you about this just a few days ago, weeks ago. Time flies. I know. But, uh, it's just like, it's just like, when, when was that? Back in the day when we were speaking on this. Right. I mean, I'm so freaking excited for it. I'm like, I'm, I'm with you. I love the story. I love questing. Yeah, raiding and doing all that shit is fantastic, but I love the story behind it. It's, I'm over the moon. I've been talking about this in my chat. Like, we've been talking for a couple days now. Like, we've just been, every, everyone's excited for it. I think it's, I'm so happy that we finally have a date and, like, right? it's happening. Like, I feel like this has been pushed off so much that I'm just like, oh, it's finally here. Right. And coming in the, I, I call this wow season. As soon as it hits fall and, like, that winter time, I'm like, it is wow season. We are indoors. I have nothing but time. Like, yes, like and, they couldn't time this better for me. Yeah, and then they go, oh, by the way, uh, Christmas holidays are coming up right here. So how about an expansion? It's like, yeah, yeah. For the horde! Yeah. <laughs> um, well, and the alliance. Yeah, about it's fine, that. It's fine, it's fine. You know what? You're not mature enough to understand that both sides are equal. That's okay. <laughs> uh, we have we have this conversation as well. But that's fine. I too am a horde character, but not like a horde character. <laughs> There's a whole different kind of breed. I'll tell you the backstory later, but yeah. <laughs> I, I I will say that I was alliance originally, and I would still prefer to be alliance if I could. Hi. What 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 changed you? What happened? Uh, uh, so what it was, it was during Ice Crown. So I I had raided during or I I hit sixty the day before Burning Crusade came out, and then power leveled through Burning Crusade or not power leveled quickly leveled to seventy, and I raided Burning Crusade the most. It's what I raided the most, hands down. Then it was Ice Crown, and a bunch of my friends decided, you know what? We're done being alliance. We're gonna go. We're gonna jump ship. We're gonna we're gonna go horde, and we're gonna server transfer while we're at it. Oh fuck! So I was like, oh wow, that's uh, that's like that's like yeah, we're like really going. Like I liked our server. We, we, and to me, back in the day, there's that I don't know, man. There's something something about the original World of Warcraft time where. You knew you knew players on the on the on the same server on the other side. Like you knew their names, you know. You knew when they entered into a zone. And there's this one warlock I remember. Her name was Maya, undead warlock. Right. Still, level sixty and seventy. I always remember. Right. Uh, South Shore. We used to fight her at South Shore. Uh, uh, Torn Mill. And then, and when it came to uh, Burning Crusade, it was Naz uh, Nagran. That's where we always fought her, flying around. That's but, a pretty good memory. Holy shit! I was like, yeah, right. It's like, Damn. my man. It's it's okay. burned in. I, oh. we, we had so many battles, man. I mean, like you're talking like six, seven hour fucking hunts. Oh man, I did that all day long. Oh, I'm getting excited for a while again. This whole season. I'm getting pre-made meals done a week at, like the weekend of. So right. Like, you know what happens? The whole thing's gone. You're like, what the heck? Yeah. Like, where'd coat? I, I don't know. G gonna get one of those food services, just delivering the meals right to your door, kind of deal. <clears throat> uh, OG, 
OG Biggie T TV says, so is there any point to starting WoW right now? So, yes. I was actually going to toss this down the West to see if I, when was the last time you played, because something that they actually just did was they squished the levels. So, literally, October 1st when I logged in, I had a level 120 Death Knight that I leveled up. And on October 13th, 14th, they did the level squish, and now he's level 50. So... It really helped because the it, 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 World of Warcraft had got to that point where in order to go from level 1 to level 120 was a daunting task. And while they put all these XP boosts and recruit a friend and everything else in to make that easier, it just it was it was just gruesome. It's just that it was just tough. And it was it was a long trek. You had to go through all the different expansions and their content and while I liked it, <laughs> I'll say I like the grind. I love the leveling grind. I got to go through the whole story, you know, do parts that I didn't do last time. But the way they've done it now is you start, you level up. If you're a brand new player, you're going to go to a brand new starting area and you go to level 10. And then from levels 11 to 50, you choose one expansion. So let's say you want to go do the Warlords of Drainer expansion. Well, you choose that. And then that is going to level you from 11 to 50. You could do Outland, same thing from Burning Crusade. You could do Cataclysm, same thing. Just go around the lands of Azeroth. You'll level up to 50. And then 50 to 60 is your, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, 50 to 60 is going to be Shadowlands. So that is, if you're new, lots of chances to get in. But sorry, to you, Wes, when was the last time you played? And are you interested in Shadowlands? Uh, so I, I, I had a sickness, um, <laughs> where every time, uh, an expansion came out, I, even though I had not touched the game in a very long time, I would go out and I'd buy the collector's edition and then I would play for a month nonstop and just do everything. And then I would stop and not play again until the next expansion came out. And then I do it all over again, um, and then it, it, I and I would have gone further. Uh, the, you know, the, the I had a small group of people that I played with, um, but I wasn't part of. Like I, I, I had been part of a, a bigger guild at one point, and then you know, just kind of ended up with just a small group of people that I played with. It was only like maybe three or four of us, and uh, so I would come in, we'd play for for a month, six weeks, what have you, and and then I and then I'm like, guys, I'm out, I'm good you know, have fun. And they would keep playing. They'd keep doing their things and that sort of thing. Um, it, so I have not played WoW since a month after the last expansion came out. <laughs> there you go. I, I don't, I don't think I'm going to go with this one. <gasps> I, I might, now, you're gonna I it. might, I might be done. Dude, what I about might, that collection yeah. I tied you in, man? So here's my thing with the, so, okay. So it might still get me. The collector's edition might still get me. But the advantage that I have now is that I don't feel that I need to rush out and get that collector's edition because there're always a couple hanging around still for months afterwards. It's you not think... like it was with, with Burning Crusade and Wrath of the Lich King where if you didn't get that pre-order in, you weren't getting it. Yeah, that you know, line like, is not there. Exactly. Like I I feel like I feel like I could still get it if I see it and I'm like, yeah, all right. Like just to complete the collection, I'll do it. There you go. Uh, but what but if that yeah, opportunity like, does not come? <laughs> then I, you know, I guess I just, I guess I just don't do it anymore. I, I thought. <laughs> but it's not complete. I feel like I feel like I stepped you off the treadmill. Your collection. Landed yeah. on my feet. I don't even know where they are right now. What you mean you don't? They have might be out? here. Have them, like, they might be at another right house. Spot. I'm like, not sure. <laughs> I moved like a year ago. They, they might be in. They might be in the closet behind me. I'm not sure. Right beside me. Right beside me. He's gonna search for it after the show. He's gonna you run. You know back he is. He's it. like, you know what? I, let's also. He knows where it is. It's in a box. I know. I, I honestly don't. We moved a year ago, and I didn't unpack everything. I don't know where. They hide it on you. <laughs> I mean, I I could open that up, but I think I got a bunch of Will's totes in there, and I I was hoping he'd forget that I had them. <laughs> <laughs> Will, Too many good stuff in there. So. Oh, well, them may be broken. I'm sorry. Uh oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. It's honestly, when I saw the announcement that that, that it had a date, I 
thought it already had a date. I was like, <laughs> yeah, you guys already announced this. It was like November. Yeah, like, no, I remember. Yeah. Why are you telling me this? Yeah. Well, so, then, yeah, everyone's reaction. I was like, oh, maybe they didn't tell me that. Well, I think what they did is they said that it was coming out November. And then they delayed it because of COVID. And they're like, well, we're not, like, we're not sure. The exact date. Like, the exact date. And now they're like, now we know the exact date. November 23rd. Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> it's like pulling a Nintendo. They're like, yo, Nintendo did something there with Super Mario All-Stars. If we, like, retract our announcement of our, of our expansion and then drop it on everybody. Twenty-three days expansion comes out, everybody. They're in the news more than once, right? Like they get to like re-release it more than once, not re-release it, but like give a date for it more than once, kind of. We announced the game. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. We announced we're releasing the game. They're doing it after the consoles, right? So yeah. like the consoles get that little bit of a chance to shine and and let that hype die a little bit to be like, okay, yeah, I've played a PS5 or I've watched PS5 or what have you or, or Xbox Series X and that. And like, oh yeah, okay, now I can go play WoW. <laughs> yeah, I bought my PS5. Oh, WoW's back! Yeah, and <laughs> you know, Cyberpunk got out of the way for them. That was nice of them. Oh. Speaking of Cyberpunk, and this is where we're going to end off uh, tonight on our final topic, is that the stock has dropped 25% in the last two months at CD Projekt Red. And... Obviously, I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that Cyberpunk 27 has been continually delayed. Now, for us gamers, it's a wonderful thing when a company delays a game and they tell us, hey, it's uh, not ready yet. And uh, we know that if we sent this to you, you'd be pissed at us and negatively negatively review bomb us. So we're going to hold off on that and we're going to ship you a game that's ready to play. So obviously, we're, we're excited by that, but... There's another side to things, the business side, that uh, they're not so happy. Those investors that pour in the millions and millions to bank off of our anticipation of that game, when things stop going their way and they stop seeing the, those, those big money ticket items, you know, that big dollar at the end of the day, things start to happen. Obviously, 25% dip in two months is a, a pretty big deal. So I'm going to go with you first, Wes, being the dev. What does this mean for a developer when, like, this kind of funding goes out of a project, or this kind of a loss in your stock goes out right the last two months of a project being out? So, like, from from the the actual developers, the the programmers, the artists, the the QA, those people working on the actual game, this has no impact. Um, I, I, and I feel for those people because they're so deep in crunch and have been for so long that I I just want them to rest. No. Like I. I, I understand they they want to put a game out. I understand they have investors, and I understand they gotta they gotta put this thing out at some point. But honestly, just either either push it way back and just let people go home for an evening or a weekend, or or you know, or just put it out as is. Because my understanding is that like this this most recent delay is is because of the the current gen consoles. Yeah. Uh, that PC is is ready. Uh, PCs ready to go. Uh, next gen consoles are perfectly good. Uh, it's current gen consoles that are having an issue right now, um, and 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 that sucks. You know, I I, I wish I, I wish them the, the best of luck in kind of getting through this and getting this out the door. Um, you know, it, it, there there's a lot of talk for from from devs of like it's amazing games come out at all, and that's really true. Um, the, the games come together in like the last 10% at the, the, in the, the 11th hour is when a game comes together and it's like, oh shit. Okay. Everything's working. Everything. Okay. Well, this thing's broken, but it, it's, everything else is fine. Like this is, this is, you know, known shippable bug. Like we can get this out the door like this and, and you know, and until that point, it's a fucking mess, yeah. you know, uh, it, yeah, so it's uh, from from the from the day to day standpoint of the people working on the game, this isn't going to impact them at all. They're they're still they're still putting in those hours and and working themselves to the bone to try and get this thing out. Yeah, I, I hope there's no uh, like staff stock option that kind of deal you know, because that, that's kind of where it would begin to hurt and and kind of affect the staff and the the, the people actually working at CD Project Red. But uh, well, and there's been some some 
talk from the CEO that was maybe less than smart uh, from him. I actually pulled up the, the quote here. Uh, he was on an investor call and said, Regarding crunch, actually, it's not that bad, and never was. Uh, of course, it's a story that has been picked up by the media, and some people have been crunching heavily, but a large part of the team is not crunching at all since they have finished their work. It's mostly about Q&A, engineers, programmers, but it's not that heavy. Of course, it will be extended a bit, but we have feedback from the team. They're happy about the extra three weeks, so we don't see any threats regarding crunch. Uh, the next day, he sent out an email to uh, his staff to apologize for that, those comments, saying, from the bottom of my heart, I would like to apologize to everyone for what I said during Tuesday's investors call. Uh, I had not wanted to comment on Crunch, yet I still did, and I did it in a demeaning and harmful way. Truth be told, it's only now when the stress connected uh, with the delay decision and the call itself is lifting that I'm fully realizing the true extent of my words. I have nothing to say in my defense. What I said was not even unfortunate. It was utterly bad. For that, please accept my most sincere and honest apologies. I always was and am still proud of the heart and soul you put into what you do every day. Et, et cetera. Yours humbly, if anyone wants to talk to me, I'll be in the boardroom. That's actually the end of that. But really? <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, investors aren't happy. Let's be honest. The staff is not. The staff is probably happy to have an extra couple of weeks to work on it. Yes. But they they are killing themselves to put this game out. Yeah, I mean this game's been seven eight years in announcement development. Like it's it's too long, and uh, you know it's it kind of goes to kind of goes to show when you look at something like again what Nintendo did with Super Mario All Stars. They just kind of like mic dropped it out. It's like that's it. There you go. It's in two weeks. You didn't know about it. You didn't even hear about it. And it's a huge huge seller. You know, I think maybe more companies need to work along those lines and you know, tamper tamper some ambitions because it's a little bit ridiculous. Belty, what do you think about all this? Like that release alone, I'm just like, dude, you put your fucking foot in it. Like, <laughs> you're gonna need more than that for an apology. Your staff yeah. hate you. <laughs> like, um, I don't even have words to that. Like, just. Jeez, buddy. <laughs> Just too brutal. <laughs> Don't think before you speak. Come on. If you're going to go into that kind of a meeting, at least have something pre-written. <laughs> like, have an idea of what you're going to respond to, because you already know that it's going to get asked. Be a bit more eloquent about it. Don't be that. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god. And, Dan <laughs> and Danny, last but not least... What are your thoughts on the stock dropping 25% in two months? Do you think they're in any danger? Do you think everything's going to be all right? I don't think they're, like, like Wes and Bella were talking about, I don't think they're in any danger. Uh, the, the thing is, is that, you know, this game is highly sought after. People people want to play it. My my only concern is, like, with the weight and stuff, hopefully it it's, you know, it comes out and it, it's an, an amazing game that people are really going to love this. I would hate for it to come out and be like a, a complete disaster. Eight years, you said this game was in development. Somebody first announced in like 2012 or 2013, yeah. Yeah, so that that's going before Witcher Three was out. Yeah, yeah, so that's that's going back a while. So hopefully, like I said, uh, you know, we, uh, I've seen a lot of people talk on, on our northern group, and uh, you know, they're saying that they have an idea that it's going to be pushed back again uh, till next year. Uh, like I'm hoping that doesn't get pushed back because that like I I can see that it's not going to hurt them, but I think if they keep pushing it back more and more, it's going to hurt the gamers. People are going to be pretty pissed off. Like I, I, and the game is gold. The, well, that's the, the thing, right? Is, they are pressing discs. Yeah. So what is the holdup? Just release the thing already. I feel Day like zero the catch. They, I, I feel like the more they push it back, the more the expectation is going to rise and rise and rise. Yeah, and yeah. if they well, like, if they don't that people are it's just gonna people aren't gonna care yeah it'll be like uh what was that game that came out not too long ago it, it got so much hype and then died out anthem oh, was it yes. anthem? yeah it was yeah, okay so yeah so that game was hyped up everyone was excited comes out this is like fucking bargain bin the next week like yeah. I, I've never, I seriously dropped yeah i've never seen a game do that since like fucking et back in the day like that's that's huge so hopefully with Cyberpunk 2077, hopefully it is something that, 
you know, is going to be gold, fucking 10 out of 10s, whatever. Uh, and people pick it up. It's a huge, massive success. Because I feel for the developers. I feel for the for the programmers and all those people, like Wes was saying, who are trapped inside their office for fucking 48 hours straight and, you know, die of carpal tunnel syndrome. Uh, doing their shit to to get to make this game golden, and if it's if it's gold, release the goddamn thing. That's that's all I have to say is release it. It's not going to change whether the uh, systems comes out next week, next month, two years from now. Just release the game if it's ready. And what I don't understand is the st- why not have a staggered release approach to it? If you're current gen, you know, current gen you know, turns on mean your next generation. Sorry. So if your next gen and PC is good to go and your you know, what's going to be older gen is, uh, you know, not delay it, delay it by mm-hmm. weeks, couple months, but put the other ones out. You guys could have still had November 17th launch and this or 10th launch for all the fucking matters. But this like one glory day, I, th- I think you said it there best day. Like now they've set that, set that ex- expectation up so high that if they don't come out and if this game is not a 10 out of 10, like there are going to be some serious conversations and discussions around the industry about that. But we have reached don't hit like a, a big chunk on their market, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, their investors are gonna be pissed. <laughs> yeah, they they will not like that at all. But uh, that is it for this week here, fo- folks, on our player to player podcast. We hope you guys have enjoyed the conversation. Don't forget to go and check us out on our various social medias. Go follow us over on our Facebook, our the Twitter, our Instagram, face or Twitch, and YouTube. You can view all of our previous episodes on of a player to player on YouTube and you can also catch them over on your favorite podcast source, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, the likes, you can go find us over there. Take us on the road with you. Hear our thoughts. We'll be back next sun uh, next Jeepers Creepers. Been a long day for me. We'll be back next Monday from nine to ten PM talking more of the gaming news that you don't want to miss. As always, it's been great chatting with you, Danny, Wes and Bella too. Thanks for having me yet again and waiting for me to come in. Love you guys. You guys. (laughs) And from us here at Play to Play, you folks have a great night.